Alrighty, hey there, what's up? Welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Today, I am going to talk about my fantasy football team. Because everybody just loves listening to people talk about their fantasy football team. Super fun. So, let's just do that. First, I'm going to talk about... Let's go through my draft here, and then we'll go through my current lineup. I'm going to grade each draft pick. I was the ninth pick out of ten, and then we do the snake order. So then I was second in the even rounds, and ninth in the odd rounds. So here we go. Without further ado... Let's start with my first pick, which was Leonard Fournette. Fournette, new to the Buccaneers, dropped by the Jaguars in the offseason. So I'm going to grade this pick as a C. I'm going to give this a C because I definitely could have gotten, I probably could have got Fournette Maybe even the third round. And he, I mean, you got Ronald Jones there as the other Bucks running back. I mean, Fournette, he's all right, but definitely not worth the first pick in your draft. All right. Second, I have DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Cardinals. Arizona, who... We watched. I watched a brutal game with my dad last night. That Seahawks Arizona game. Oh my god, that was a twists and turns and into overtime and that amazing play by DK Metcalf where he chased down Buda Baker on the interception return, saved a touchdown. Pete Carroll called it one of the greatest plays of all time. One of the greatest acts of mankind. One small step for man. One giant leap for DK Metcalf. (laughs) It was amazing though. He chased him down. Saved the touchdown. Then the Seahawks held him. And then we thought DK had the game winning touchdown in overtime. But then there was a holding call against David Moore. Or the other wide receivers. So, yeah. And, and then Arizona, Zane Gonzalez missed a field goal in overtime. And then he made the game winner. So it was it was a thriller. Thriller in Glendale, Arizona. All right. So DeAndre Hopkins. It's a second pick. I think that was a good pick. He's a good receiver. One of the t- one of the top receivers in the league. Had a good game last night. So I'm going to give that pick an A. My third pick, Odell Beckham Jr. Just got news that he's out for the season. But you, you can't predict injuries, really. So I'm not going to take that away from my grading. So, and I, Odell, 
he was definitely, certainly a top 10 wide receiver in the league. I got him third round there. So I'll give that pick an A-. minus. Fourth, another wide receiver. Uh, Odell's, of course, on the Cleveland Browns, if you didn't know. Fourth pick, Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. The terrible. Man, man, let me tell you something. These Dallas Cowboys. Man, the Dallas Cowboys are terrible, man. Shaq, Shaq, have you seen Jerry Jones? Have you tell Jerry Jones that these Dallas Cowboys are one of the worst organizations? Man, this Dallas Cowboys team looks terrible out there. Man, Kenny, Kenny, have you seen, have you seen Dak Prescott at the 24-hour fitness? Did you see Dak Prescott in the sauna at the 24-hour fitness? <laughs> Kenny, can you tell Ernie, Ernie, talk to, talk to Mike McCarthy in the steam room at the Planet Fitness. All right. <laughs> I just get off track. I don't know. wonder what Charles Barkley's up to these days. Now that he has so much free time after the NBA bubble surge. I wonder what he's, he's probably golfing a bunch down in Arizona Right? Isn't that where... I think Chuckster has a house probably in Phoenix area. He's golfing. Just just working out at Top Golf, Watching a bunch of Auburn football. Alright. Amari Keeper. Keeper. Amari Keeper. Uh, he's good. Also, I would consider him maybe top 10 wide receiver. So get him in the fourth round there. Give that pick a A minus. My fifth pick, Cam Akers, rookie for the L.A. Rams. I already dropped him. We are Monday afternoon of week seven right now. Yeah, I already Cam Akers just was doing nothing. So. It's, rookies are very hit or miss, or hit and miss, or hit hit or miss. So Cam, yeah, Cam wasn't, I don't, I don't know if I ever even, I may have started him once, but definitely get didn't get my fifth round value from Cam Akers, and I dropped him already, so I'm going to give that pick a C-. minus. Number six. Another rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor of the Indy, Indy Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, the official team of Parks and Rec, which I just got done reading Nick Offerman's book, and I'm going to do tomorrow, maybe that'll be tomorrow's episode, I'll do a few book reviews, a few book reports of the Nick Offerman book, and two other books I have read recently. I've been, I've been doing a decent amount of reading since I've been up here in Spokane. Oh, did I mention it snowed? Yeah, on Friday, it snowed seven and a half inches. And it hasn't snowed since, 
but there's still a bunch of snow on the ground out there. I'm looking at the intersection out the window. I'm in the upstairs room, bedroom right now. Get some nice and shut the door. Nice and quiet. Good little podcast environment up here. Pretty slick, pretty icy and slick out there. Definitely, definitely makes you appreciate being able to walk around without being like without worrying about falling over all the time. Just you just you take for granted just being able to go for a walk on a sidewalk without there being a bunch of cold, fluffy white stuff all over the ground. God. I'm I'm never I'm just not not a fan of the snow really. I've I come to appreciate the Southern California climate. Especially this this weekend. I was like God that sunshine and seventy five degrees sounds pretty sweet right now. We're walking around in nineteen degrees. God <laughs> Like do people I was just wondering to myself do people actually like the snow? Does anybody actually like the snow? Or do people just kind of put up with it? I mean, lots of people live in places like Spokane. I looked up the annual snowfall. 44 inches. So, almost 4 feet. That's a lot. Because where I grew up in Bothell, the annual snowfall is only four inches. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's just crazy. I'm just not used to the snow. Some years we wouldn't have any snow at all. And I like it. But then I lived in Pullman for I've lived in Pullman for a while, so which is only eighty miles south of here. So we get a lot of snow in Pullman, but then we would go home during winter break and you get to miss a bunch of the snow during that time. But yeah, I definitely, I, I, I like the warm weather. Like I don't like a hundred degrees necessarily, but I think, I mean, I was thinking to myself, I'd rather, I would rather put up with. 108 degrees instead of 18 degrees and tons of snow. Because, yeah, because the thing I like about the hot summer days is I'm a morning person. So I I love getting up at 4.30. I've been getting up really early. I love just getting up at like around like 4.30 or 5. I like getting up when the clock still says four or something. It makes me feel like I accomplished, achieved a, a waking up goal. But yeah, so I like getting up on those hot summer days, like 4.30, get some iced coffee, go outside. It's it's perfect out there. When it, I mean, when it's going to be... 108 degrees during the day but 
but then it's only 68 degrees at 4.30 in the morning. And those mornings are the glorious. There's some, some glorious mornings. But, but yeah, the thing with the snow. And then 108 degrees, doesn't it doesn't leave anything on the ground as an obstacle. So it, yeah, like the thing with snow is... It's going to be there at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's going to be even colder and just as snowy. So you can't get away from it. You can't avoid it. So, and then, yeah, I mean, but then I, 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 I just would rather, I just don't mind as much the, the super hot weather. I mean, obviously, yeah, not a fan of 108 degrees, but... Like, 88 degrees. Beautiful. But, yeah, I like the act of cooling off. It's not... It's not terrible. You know, like, taking... I like taking an ice-cold shower. Pound a bunch of ice water. All that good stuff. Get the You get the... The cold towel. You soak your... The hand towel. Get that cold soak. Drape that all over your forehead. You find your methods of cooling down in hot weather. If you're lucky enough, you got you got the air conditioning, like we got down in Northridge. Yeah, that would that would be pretty brutal to live in the valley without air conditioning. That would be pretty, pretty, pretty tough. But yeah. That's my that's my weather corner. This has been the weather report with Chris. <laughs> that's your weather on the fives, on the fours and the fives, and the sixes and the sevens. Okay. Where was I? But then yeah, it's supposed to warm up in a couple days. It's supposed to get over fifty degrees a couple days here. So hopefully all the snow will disappear. In the next couple days. That's my forecast for ya. Alright. So number six. Back to my draft. I had Jonathan Taylor. Rookie running back for the Indy Colts. Yeah, Parks and Rec team like we said. So he's good. Jonathan Taylor's good. Good for a rookie. Solid running back. The number one dude in Indianapolis at the running back position. So, and that was my third running back drafted. So I'm going to give that pick an A. And number seven, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> oh my God. I think I for the Tampa Bay Bucks, of course, I think once again, just like Fournette, I got a little jumpy a little over eager with my Tampa Bay Bucks. I think I could have got Gronk a couple rounds later, but he's got a couple touchdowns. He's, I mean, he's underperformed a bit, but he missed last season. He was retired for last season, so he hasn't he hasn't been terrible. He's been decent. I've been playing him every week. But he's been he's alright. So I'm gonna give 
I just think I could have got him a round or two later. So I'm going to give the Gronk pick, let's give that a B. And number eight, the one and only Tom Brady. Once again, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> my third Buccaneer. So once again, I think I could have got Tom Brady a couple rounds later. But, and I haven't even been playing him because we'll get to my other quarterback in a little bit. So, yeah, since I haven't been playing him, I could have got him later. Give that pick. Uh, he's been okay, though. He's been decent. I'll give that a B-. minus. Number nine, former teammate of Gronk and Tom Brady, Julian Endelman. Endelman. Edelman. I swear, people always say Endelman, but there's no N. It's E-D-E-L-M-A-N. There's no N in front of the D. So it's Julian Edelman, New England Patriots, of course. I, I would, that's a good value pick right there. I think he's, he's pretty much the Patriots' number one wide receiver. And he's my fourth wide receiver that I drafted. So, and I got him in the ninth round. And he's not a top 10 wide receiver in the league, but he might be top 20. So, yeah, or maybe top 25. I don't know. Edelman, Julian Edelman. So I'm going to give that pick a, just because I think that's a good fourth wide receiver to draft. I'm going to give my Edelman pick an A. Number 10. <clears throat> Excuse, I, need to get, I need to get a sip of my water. It's all mixed up with my coffee. It's my coffee-flavored water. Coffee-flavored water. Mmm. All right. Number 10. Jordan Howard. No longer on my team. Miami Dolphins running back. Their goal line... Running back, he doesn't get doesn't get a lot of carries for that team. So since he's no longer on my team, I've already dropped him a few weeks back. I'll give my Jordan Howard draft pick. Let's go C minus. Number eleven is my other quarterback I mentioned earlier, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills QB. Solid. He started he started off amazing. But unfortunately, I was overly attached to my Tom Brady pick. So I played Tom Brady the first two weeks. And Josh Allen just had monster weeks, both of those. But he's slowed down the past couple weeks. But he had a really hot start. It was him. It's... The top quarterbacks were him, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a clear number one right now. My sister's QB. The Pink Panthers. That's my sister's team name. My team name is Whammy. Whammy. Like Champ says in Anchorman, of course. But I made it. I made that my team name before Anchorman 2 came out. Because remember, Anchorman 2, Champ opens the 
what is it? It's like a, is, is it fried chicken or some sort of chicken shop named Whammy? Wasn't he, he's serving, he was serving like fried bats. It's like something like, <laughs> just disgusting, like very Halloween-ish. Halloween's on Saturday. I love looking at all the, so many different, what do you call them? Decorations around town. Lots of houses get very souped up. You got the giant spider webs. <clears throat> you got the skeletons buried. That's a funny one. People just have skeleton arms and legs sticking out of their, their front lawns. We walked by one that was a bunch of skeletons were in the middle of a brawl. They were having a, a full-on fist fight in the front yard. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good one. You got your witches, your ghouls, giant spiders. Lots of good, just lots of pumpkins, of course. Mmm... We had a, I walked by a, a skeleton on a stepladder. I can't remember, maybe it was like changing a light bulb or something <laughs> in the tree. No, it was in the front yard. I can't remember what exactly the skeleton on the, that sounds like a children's book. The skeleton on the stepladder. <laughs> that would be a good name for a, a Halloween kids book. The skeleton on the stepladder. I'm actually sitting doing the podcast right now about three feet away from a skeleton, which my mom propped up in a chair in front of the window up here. So, and then she has the lamp on the timer. So in the morning and at night, people can look up into this window and be freaked out by a a skeleton looking down at the intersection. So that's fun. Yeah. What's let let me think. What's my favorite what's my favorite Halloween character type? I like a a a, a pumpkin head. I like anything that's its head is a pumpkin. That's always or oh another good decoration is the witch witch that ran into the tree so you just have the back of the witch in the the broomstick that's a funny one and then you got your witches in the bushes so they have their legs sticking up their purple and orange stockings and their pointy black shoes yeah i like halloween decorations halloween's a fun holiday Halloween is definitely, man, don't make me rank the holidays right now, but Halloween is definitely up there. Of course, Christmas. Christmas might be number one. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving might be. No, nah, I like Christmas more because Christmas is kind of just the same as Thanksgiving, except you get the presents, you get the present aspect of it and the whole Santa Claus aspect in Christmas is more festive, more... Yeah, Christmas is the best. That's a no-brainer. But Thanksgiving is a good meal. 
my mom always kills it with the my mom just a, loves to cook so maybe thanksgiving might be her favorite holiday but yeah those are so yeah it's that's definitely the top 3 holidays right there is christmas then thanksgiving then halloween i'm just going to say it right now it's the end of the year is that's why they call it the holidays Ashapeuge. All right, very good. Very good, very good. Where were we? We were talking about Josh Allen, solid quarterback. That draft pick is certainly, that's an A+. Plus. I got Josh Allen in the 11th round. Come, come on. Come on. Come on. That's a great pick. <laughs> if I, I must pat myself on the back there. That's the best pick in the draft for me. I mean, hopefully he picks it up again. He's been... Ever since I needed him to win against... Was it... It was against the Chiefs. Or was it the week before? I needed Josh... It was when they played on Tuesday. Oh, it was against the Titans. It was that game... Bills... It was Bills-Titans on a Tuesday. And I needed Josh Allen to come up big for the, not even that big. I just needed some points from him. And he just did not deliver anything that day. And then the next week, they played the Chiefs at 2 o'clock on the Monday before the Monday night game. And that was last week. And he stunk that week too. <laughs> and then yesterday against the the lowly New York Jets. The Bills didn't even get a touchdown. But they still won. But. So yeah. That's been three weeks in a row. Of subpar Josh Allen play. So. He came back to earth. Let's just say he. His streak can't last forever. Alright. <laughs> Enough Josh Allen talk. Let's go number 12. Blake Jarwin. I already dropped him. Well, he he got injured. He's the Dallas Cowboys tight end. Yeah, he was... Well, he got injured out for the season. May have been week one. So, yeah, that was a quick exit. So, let's just say incomplete. <laughs> my, my grade for Blake Jarwin is incomplete. Because you can't even judge his season. He went out so early. Number 13... New Orleans Saints defense. I think, I mean, that's okay. They That's kind of early to take a defense. Because I think defenses, I honestly, it doesn't matter who you have. You can just trade them out every single week. You could just pick up a different defense based on who they're playing. That's I like doing that. The whole, whoever's playing the Jets, or what's another bad team? The Giants are bad. Both New York teams, bad. Or the Bengals, got the rookie, got Joe Burrow, the rookie QB. Or any, any defense playing a bad team. That's always the Broncos. Broncos are bad. Yeah, so I think that's, I think it's always smart to go with the matchup defenses. So I'm going to keep doing that. Throughout the, even though <laughs> I'll tell you where I'm at in the standings, I'm I'm way down there. 
I'm down there near the bottom. Near the bottom of the standings. Mm-hmm. All right, number 14, O.J. Howard, who's Tampa Bay Bucks tight end. Gronk's backup tight end. And I dropped, I no longer have him either. I think he may have gotten injured as well. There's just so many injuries that you have to contend with in the NFL. So, yeah, for some reason, I, I, I drafted three tight ends. Because for some, because I, I guess I wanted to handcuff Gronk. I wanted to take his backup. But, yeah, that I don't think that was a great move to you don't really need to draft three tight ends. And so, yeah, I'm going to give O.J. Howard pick. Let's give that a B-. minus. Number 15, Devonta Freeman. He was a free agent at this point. So just the fact that he got picked up by the Giants and he's playing, I'm going to give that pick. Uh, and I even had to play him this week because Jonathan Taylor... And who's my, oh, Miles Gaskin, who I picked up to replace Jordan Howard. Miles Gaskin is the other Dolphins running back from UW, University of Washington. University of Washington, the rival of my beloved Wazoo Cougars. But I guess I had to, I had to take a Husky. I guess I had to get a Husky on my team. I mean... He's good. Miles Gaskin's solid. He's the the workhorse down there in Miami, getting all the carries. So yeah, I think that was a solid. That was a solid Gaskin pickup. I picked up Gaskin. Fill the gas. Fill that gasket. Filled the gasket with Gaskin. What gas? That sounds familiar. Whatever a, a gasket is, I'm sure I would know what that is, but. Just not right now at this moment. So, yeah, I'm going to give my Devonta Freeman pick uh, A-. minus, Just because I had the foresight to draft a free agent. And he he's playing. So he's playing for the Giants. So just that in, a, in and of itself is a victory there. And my final pick in the draft... Dan Bailey, kicker for the Minnesota Vikings. My my family's favorite team other than the Seahawks. Well, my dad's side of the family, of course. My dad thought it was funny that in the NFL shop commercial, one of those NFL shop commercials, they, everyone was young in the commercial. Everyone was like young and cool and hip. And then they showed a couple, an old couple. And they're just mean bugging at the camera in their football den, in their rumpus room. And they were Minnesota Vikings fans. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So he's like, hey, the old people are Vikings fans. There's probably lots of old Vikings fans. I feel like the Midwest has lots of old people in it. Like, I don't know why, but it just seems like it. Like, I, I would bet compared to Cal compared to the West Coast, I would bet that there's more L more old people 
in the, yeah, in like Minnesota, the Dakotas, Iowa, Wisconsin. I don't know why, but yeah, it just, it just seems, yeah, because like farming, farming is an old soul thing to do. But then you got a lot of college towns in some of those places, like Illinois, Wisconsin, they got lots of college people there as well. But if I just had to guess, I would say, I mean, I would say, yeah, this, the cities, I would just guess that cities are younger. Of course, that's, that's pretty, yeah, that's like a no brainer. Cities, of course, cities are younger than rural areas. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy we figured that out. Okay, very good. So that was my whole draft. We did it. We went through the draft. Now let's just look at my current lineup real quick. So let's see how it compares. So we got Josh Allen. We have, let me just see. I'm, just, I'm curious. Let's see if, if I can find youngest cities. There we go. Youngest cities in America. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is funny. Guess what the youngest city in America is. It's going to make sense. There's an explanation that makes sense here. It is Provo, Utah. Of course it's Utah. It's got the the Mormons, which Mormons don't actually make up. I remember looking this up. Only what it was like 61% of Utah is Mormon. So people definitely think it's way more. But so yeah, the me the mean the average age is twenty-five. That seems really young. <laughs> That's really young. Twenty-five. What? Utah. Utah's the youngest state in the country as well. The median age in Utah is 30.7. So yeah, compared to Provo, the mean age is 25. Really young. Because you got BYU there. Man, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> Very interesting. Now I want to see what's the average age in... America. Yeah. What's the average age in America? 37.9. So essentially 38. Let's just say 38. Okay. So that's, that's crazy. Oh, here we go. This is interesting. Pull up this list. So that's crazy how much lower Provo, Utah is than the average age. 13 years lower. It's crazy. All right. So I'm looking at a list of U.S. states and territories by median age. Guess what the oldest state is. Here we go. The oldest state in the United States is Maine. Wow. Those Mainers. That's what they call themselves, right? The Mainers. Maniacs. They call them, they call themselves maniacs. I love that's such a cool nickname. 45. 
That's creepy. The average age in Maine is 45. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty old for an average age. Holy cow. And then second, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. And third is Vermont. So the top three. So New England. So I was... New England is the oldest region in the country. That's for sure. Number four is West Virginia. Five is Florida. That's that's what a lot of people would think is the oldest. They would think Florida. And six is Puerto Rico. Seven, Virgin Islands. Eight is Connecticut. So New also New England. Nine, Pennsylvania. Ten is Delaware. 11, Rhode Island, New England. 12 is New Jersey. 13, Montana. 14, Michigan. 15th oldest is South Carolina. South Carolina. 16, Wisconsin. Oh, tied for 15th is Wisconsin. So there's a few Midwestern there. Montana, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. 17, New England is uh, Massachusetts. Also 17th, Ohio, Midwest. Also 17th, Oregon. 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 Have you guys been to Oregon? All right, so there you go. There's some... So it's not really... So the Midwest isn't the oldest, like I thought. It's definitely New England. New England's where the all the retired folk live. Interesting. All right. Let's go back to fancy football. <laughs> A fun little detour. All right. Here we go. So my current fancy football roster, Josh Allen is my QB. We got Tom Brady on the bench. And then also I picked up Justin Herbert, the rookie quarterback for the LA Chargers. And he's been killing it. He, man, Justin Herbert... He had 32 points this week. He has 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, two rushing touchdowns, 121 rushing yards, and 1,542 passing yards. And that's all in one, two, three, four, and five games. So that's good. Over 1,500 yards in only five games is solid. Yeah, Herbert's good for a rookie. He's got good numbers. So I, I have to – this next week, we'll have to see who who the Bills play and who the Chargers play. Because I'll have to consider maybe even starting Herbert over Allen. That's how good Justin Herbert is. He's, he's, Justin Herbert's got some good numbers for – Rookie quarterback, man, <laughs> those might be the best numbers ever for a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to have to keep that in mind when I'm making my lineup for next week. Here we go. My running backs, we have, mm, excuse me, we got the other, one of the other LA Rams running backs, Malcolm Brown. It's because I no longer have Cam Akers, but... I never play I never play Malcolm Brown either though. 
He's alright. Then we have Leonard Fournette, of course. Devonta Freeman. Which, those are my two guys I played this week. And, yeah, Brown plays tonight against the Da Bears. Against Da Bears. So, and then we have the two running backs I normally start. Miles Gaskin and Jonathan Taylor. There we go. And those guys are, that's a solid two running backs to start. Gaskin and Taylor. I've seen better, but you could do worse. <laughs> I've seen better, but you could do worse. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a fun way to put it. All right. And we have, so wide receivers, Odell Beckham out for the season, just towards ACL. So I'll have to drop him. And then I'll have to see who I can replace him with at wide receiver. We have Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman, and DeAndre Hopkins. All the same guys I drafted. So I'll just probably have to start playing Edelman. I'll probably just start playing Edelman. Even though the Patriots got slammed this week at home. Speaking of New England... In New England, in front of all those old people, <laughs> all the Patriots fans are just, that's who That's who the NFL shop commercial, instead of old Vikings fans, they should have shown old Patriots fans. Because all them old, all them old people up there in New England, in, they should call it Old England. <laughs> no, that wouldn't make sense. Because... If you called it Old England, I wonder, maybe I'll just start calling England Old England. That'd be fun. I've always wanted to go to New England, though. During the summer. Not not during the winter. During the... I want to go to a, a Red Sox game. I want to go to Fenway Park. I want to go drive my car to Fenway Park. Let's go to Fenway Park. Guys, you want to go watch the Sox? You want to watch the Sox? Hey, guys, want to get some... Let's get some Miller Lite and go to Fenway Park. <laughs> Seriously, though. Fenway Park is definitely... That's my number one... Not even baseball stadium to go to, but number one sports attraction, sports stadium... Sports venue that I want to go to is Fenway Park. That's for sure. Yeah, and just this something has always been interesting and intriguing to me about New England. Like I want to, I want to go up to a an apple cider mill up there in Vermont, or I want to, or go to Cape Cod. Or go see the rocky beaches in Maine. Or I feel like there's lots of barns. Lots of really red barns up there in New England. It just, it seems like it'd be lovely during the summer months. In the, in the spring, in the fall. Just not the winter. I don't, I don't need, 
get a, a nor'easter, get, get involved with a nor'easter, as they call them. Especially not if it's on Easter. I wonder if they ever have a nor'easter that happens on Easter. That's something to think about. That's something to ponder. But there's lots of ponds in New England. <laughs> it's pond country up there. That up there, that right there is pond country. We we got lots of ponds up here. That's that's my New England accent. We got hey boy, you got lots of ponds up here in New England. Alright, 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 alright. Alright. The thing I like about ponds is you keep getting <laughs> you keep getting colder and they say the same temperature. <laughs> the thing I like about ponds. You keep getting colder, they stay the same temperature. All right. Except in the wintertime when they freeze. And then you go ice skating on them. All right, all right. <laughs> right on. I got, oh my God, I got so excited when I saw Matthew McConaughey was on Joe Rogan. But then immediately the excitement disappeared when I started listening to it and it's a zoom like is there anything quicker than me stopping a podcast when I find out that it's zoom oh my god <laughs> especially the Joe Rogan like I don't his episodes are just so much better when they're in studio when when they're talking face to face to each other just like all podcasts are better when people are talking face-to-face. -face. Even though we've had some good ones over the phone. But I, I would even prefer a podcast over the phone instead of Zoom. Because I think it's easier for the person to... Con it's easier for the guest to concentrate when they're just talking on their phone versus worrying about how they look and all that because i mean for this podcast is purpose it's all this is an audio medium only so it just wouldn't make sense for to do a zoom podcast you get better you get better content over the phone than zoom in my opinion and yeah i don't like it's not fun to watch a zoom podcast either because you don't, you're either watching somebody look down into the, because they're looking down at the screen, or they're looking up at the camera. But then you know that they're just sitting in their room, just staring at a, a tiny little dot. <laughs> so it's like, if you think about what they're actually doing, I, it's kind of, it's kind of a, uh, weird <laughs> or it's kind of it's like yeah man it's just so much better podcasts are just way better in person or yeah i think everybody knows that zoom podcasts are just yeah we talked about it <laughs> they're just no good <laughs> it's just a no-brainer or i mean yeah it's just eh. it's just eh. it's just me eh. all right <laughs> it's just eh. Oh my god, but speaking of, that's what I was going to say.
the Joe Rogan, <laughs> the Joe Rogan, when Kanye, oh my God, I still, I'm saving the last hour of that podcast, but Kanye was just going off on, on the Joe Rogan podcast. Holy cow. The con <laughs> and Kanye was in studio. So that's, that's one of the reasons why it was so good because, because they had the connection you got the face-to-face -face connection where it's more like how I think about it is when they're in studio, it's more like we're working together to make a podcast. Like, like you're a team when you're doing it face-to-face. -face. But then if you're doing Zoom, it's kind of like me against, it's kind of like us against each other. And then you're also against technology. Like you're hoping the technology works. But it's just not, it's not as collaborative, I think. Because, yeah, I, with the Zoom podcast, people, they're more concerned with saying, with making sure that they get their point across versus I think people are so much better at listening when they do face-to-face -face podcasts. Cause it's more collaborative because it's like it's like we're in this together we're making this thing together it's more you have more fun like that's the best the best podcasts are the ones like that's why when i did the that when i did this the epic seven hour episode with my friend sean roper back Right before my 26th birthday, back, uh, what was, so April, it was the day we did the podcast. If you want to go back and listen, it was April 22nd, 2019. So I just had my half birthday two days ago on Saturday. So this was a year and a half ago. So... Back there in the early days, back when, back when we used to call it a stars born, <laughs> good old, good old a stars born, but, but we don't say that anymore. I was almost, I was almost not going to say it. I was almost going to be like the name, this shall not be named a stars born. No, but we can, we can admit that we used to, it was a good name for a podcast but then my uncle, Uncle Steve, who's been on the podcast a few times, he was like, yeah, he's, I, he just, he made a good suggestion that, that it makes sense that you should have your name because he was like confused. He, he thought A Star is Born is a confusing name and it makes, it, it was confusing and <laughs> it didn't really ex explain what the podcast was. But I just thought it was funny to parody. It's pretty much a parody name, just to to rip off the movie. <laughs> I thought it was funny just to name it. I don't know why. That's so fun. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. But I was just like, if I just name it the same thing as this movie, that'll be funny. <laughs> that'll be funny. Back when A Star's Born was popping, back there and. 
February 2019 when we started this whole shebang. Yeah. And I, I, whenever I get frustrated about, I'm like, not enough people are listening. Like, or yeah, I, I'm just like, why, why don't more people listen? I always have to remind myself that, well, first of all, it's been less than two years. So it's still a brand new podcast because a lot of podcasts I listen to have been around for over a decade. So they've been around a lot longer. And then second, I'm only 27. So, and yeah, I listened. Who was it? What was his name? It was a guy on Joe Rogan. I, I just keep bringing up Joe Rogan. <laughs> It was one of his, one of his first Austin episodes. It was a, oh, who's, he's, oh my God. I I can just, I'll just bring him. I'm just going to bring up, here we go. I just brought up Joe Rogan on my iPad here. This was back in September. This was, oh, Adam Curry. That's who it was. It was Adam Curry. One of the first. Who he's he's the godfather, the podfather, as I call him. Like he's pretty much the first podcaster ever. And like he started podcasting, I think it was 2005, maybe. So like he's been doing it for 15 years. So it's like he's the first podcaster ever. And that was one of the first episodes of Rogan in Austin. And he was just, he just mentioned kind of offhand because he's a father, just like Joe Rogan. And he just was saying, he was saying, he's like these kids these days. And when I talk about kids, I'm talking about, I'm also talking about people in their, he's like, I'm referring to people in their 20s. So that made me feel really youthful. Cause I was like, wait, so I'm, so this is, so I'm just a kid then. <laughs> Cause I mean, obviously I'm an adult. Obviously you're an adult at 27, but you're also, you're the age that all the rock stars died. So you got to make it through the, the rock star gauntlet, make it to 28. Don't be like, don't be like all the famous rock stars. And, but I mean, yeah, that just made me feel like very inspired, like very motivated, very aspirational. Cause I, cause then I just made me think to myself, I'm, I'm just getting started. Like this is, this is only the beginning. (laughs) Like, don't worry. There's, there's much more to come on just on the podcast and just everything creative I do. More stand-up to do. I can't wait to do stand-up again. More writing to do. More books to write. More podcasts to do. More stand-up to do. More TV shows to act in. More more, more backgrounds to be, to, to walk around, to be an actor in. Like, I can't wait to do all... It's just, it just made me feel like super... 
not inspired, but just like pumped up, like energized, like, like, uh, yeah, just pumped up. That's the way (laughs) I was like, Ooh, I'm just, I'm just going to start like these, these guys in their fifties think that, cause then, cause then I was thinking about it. It does make sense. Like I'm, it's always fun to listen to someone talk about how young they are. (laughs) It just makes me pumped up. Like being half the age of a lot of the people I look up to, like, I'm like, just think, it just makes me think to myself, I'm, I'm just getting started. Like this, this is just the tip of the iceberg. These first, not even two years, these first, but I've done so many episodes. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I've oversaturated my, my first 20 months of the podcast with with this being my 226th episode already but i don't know i don't know if i even believe in oversaturation cuz nobody's forcing anybody to listen to all of it like it's just there it's just available if you want to get to it is there for you to listen to like that's that's the cool thing about podcasts is that they're on demand and they're always there. They're not going anywhere. So yeah, that's why I love it so much is I can look back when I'm 30, when I'm 40, look back and see, like, I wonder how many podcasts I'll have done. Like, where will this podcast go in the next two and a half years by the time I'm 30? Where will, where will we have gone? (laughs) Who, who will we have talked to? What subjects will we have covered? Will we reach, when are we going to get to a thousand episodes? I'm, it all depends on how often I want to do it. Cause I'm just so, I mean, you guys can tell it's just so sporadic, very, my creative inspirations can be very sporadic and very inconsistent at times because I I don't want to go we've taken I don't want to take as long of breaks I just I never want to take long breaks from the podcast ever I think I've, I've said this I said this a few months back that I just I don't want to take like I, I've taken two months off the podcast or three months I never that just seems irresponsible to me because <laughs> it doesn't connect with my goals. Like I want to be doing this all the time. I want to at least every week, like at, definitely at least once a week, but multiple times a week, I want to do it, but definitely never go. I'm never going to, I never want to go over a month without doing it again. Just because it's so it's so easy, it, it's fun, easy to do it on the fly, easy to do it on a whim. Just what do you what do you call it? Not not sporadic. Uh, how come I can't think of that word? What's it called? Oh, spontaneous, spontaneously. Just just do it out of nowhere. Like when I, I was in the sauna. Ooh, I've been doing a a Norwegian sauna. Where I do the sauna and then 
I, I ran out and I belly flop into the snow and then roll around in the snow <laughs> just in my only in my running shorts wearing wearing nothing else except a little pair of running shorts and I'm just rolling around in the snow and doing snow angels after getting out of the sauna just straight from there straight from the sauna straight to into the snow about less than 30 seconds later but then yeah it just feels so good and then I don't stay out in the snow for more than a minute because I don't want to freeze myself. And then I just go right back in the sauna, right back, thaw myself out, do some jumping jacks, some toe touches, some starfish poses, and then uh, do the whole cold shower shebang after the sauna. So yeah, that's how I spent my morning. And I went to North 40 with my mom out in Spokane Valley. We got some, we got 10 bags of pellets for the pellet grill. Or not grill, stove. Grill, pellet grill makes it sound like you're going to make some tuna on there. Or some salmon, some salmon, some of that salmon. I wonder if, if salmon is connected to salmon, salmonella. Like, is there any connection between salmon and salmonella? <laughs> am I am I crazy? Salmonella sounds like French salmon. You know, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a French salmon. I think the or Italian. It sounds like an Italian sa- salmon. I think the salmonella. Give me a salmonella. Give me a two order of salmonella. Hey, Johnny. What, what was that name? <laughs> Remember Johnny Rainclouds? Johnny Rainclouds don't take no. Johnny Rainclouds' favorite food is salmonella. <laughs> get, get Johnny Rainclouds two orders of salmonella. Lickety split. All right. This has been. We've gone way off track. <laughs> we've, we've, we've gone way far away from the fancy football talk. Let's take a U-turn. Let's make our way back to fancy football land. All right, so my tight ends, Gronkowski still, play him every week. And then I picked up Darren Fells, who's the Texans' tight end. And he's he's okay. He's got a little bit less points than Gronk on the season, but... Let me, let's see what Gronk, so what are Gronk's numbers? He has two touchdowns, 22 receptions, and 280 yards through seven games. So that's, that's not that good. (laughs) That's really not that good. Only, yeah, only 280 yards through seven games. So one game away from half the season. So he's on pace for just over 600 yards. Not That's not great. And maybe four or five touchdowns. I would, I would hope that Gronk does better in the second half of the season. That's my hope for the, for the Gronkmeister. But he had a funny post-game interview last week 
when he was, because he was talking to Aaron Andrews, and she said, she was like, because he must have been working for Fox. He was doing, he was doing some sort of analyst work for Fox last year. So Aaron Andrews said, she was like, all the Fox guys, we all miss you. And then Gronk was like, I miss you too. And then he kept calling her. He's like, my coworker. He's like, I miss you too, coworker. I'll, I'll talk to you later, coworker. <laughs> he's, he just kept calling Aaron Andrews his coworker. So I thought that was funny. But then he said, he was like, he was like I'll be back. I, I'll be back. I wish he would have said like Schwarzenegger. Gronk, Gronk reminds me of Schwarzenegger. Like Gronk, he should be a movie action star, action movie action, an action movie star. That, that would be a fun second career for Gronk. After, in a few years, he's done with football. Like yeah, I could see the Gronk. He he's kind of he could be like the Rock two point oh. Like he he's kind of like the Rock the Rock combined with the Gronk. The Grok. The Grok. The Rock combined with Schwarzenegger. He's kind of... That's kind of how I see Gronk. I could see... I could definitely... Combine with Shaq. Also combine with Shaq. Because he's got... He's got Shaq's sense of humor. And... The Rock played football. And then... He's got the same skin color as... (laughs) As Schwarzenegger. So... Gronk, the Gronkmeister, a combination of those three. I could definitely see him doing like a like a Lethal Weapon reboot with Gronk. I could see that, or or a Die Hard. See him being in a a new Die Hard. That'd be fun. All right. So those are my tight ends, and then Ryan Suckup is my kicker. The Buccaneers kicker, who I just picked up. And then I also just picked up the Buccaneers defense. So I have I have five Buccaneers on my roster right, <laughs> right now. Because Tom Brady, Fournette, Gronk, Suckup, and the defense. So that's just, that's regronculus. Redonculus? Regronculus. That's the Bucks are good though. Tampa's good. They just crushed Green Bay. Hmm. So I'm gonna read. All right. Cause I I wrote the I'm gonna start writing the recap, the weekly recap for our league. And I wrote the week six recap. So I'm just gonna read it to you right now. And then I'll I'll read week seven when I do that one. After tonight. Here we go. This is week six. Here we go. Tenacious D posts another monster week despite a lawsuit from Jack Black and Kyle Gass waiting in the wings. Tenacious D is the name of Preston's team. My cousin Preston, who's dominating the league this year. He, once again, I need to get a sip of water. But once again, mm, he got... He got the high points this in week seven in this current week again. He's dumb. He hasn't lost. He's seven and zero. 
He hasn't lost. He's dominating. All right. And then Tenacious D is also Jack Black and Kyle Gass's band. So that's that joke. Moose. My, my mom's team is Montana Moose. Moose gets off the schneid. Can the moose do that? While Hawkeyes, my dad's team, gets the unlucky 13. In, and that's funny because 13's the third highest score that you can get. So it's actually a lucky score. It's actually a good score. Pink Panthers, my sister's team, win as Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk dominate the Cowboys Monday night while a distraught Jerry Jones purchases yet another yacht in protest during his annual Yachttoberfest. I could just picture a, a commercial, like one of those local car commercials, just with Jerry Jones, just totally out of touch. He's just like, buy, buy a yacht. Buy a yacht for, for $10 million and get another yacht for only $6 million. <laughs> My name's Jerry Jones and I approve this yacht message. My name's Jerry Jones, and I approve these yachts. These yachts have been tested by Jerry Jones. <laughs> All right. Matt continues to be the best team with a tight end who had a Bachelor-style reality TV show. I'm referring to Travis Kelsey and his show, God, Catching Kelsey. It was on a few years ago. Never saw it. Wonder if it's on a streaming platform. All right. Honorable mention to the True TV cult hit, Just John Ewing, which came in third in the network rate ratings to Impractical Jokers and Practical Serious People. <laughs> and John U is referring to John U Smith, the Titans tight end. And I was trying to figure, I was for that joke, I was going to go Impractical Jokers and Impractical Jokers after dark or i was going to go impractical jokers and impractical jokers behind the joke but then i thought that'd be kind of ripping off that simpsons remember the simpsons episode behind the laughter so when they did when they did the thing where they pretend that all the Simpsons people are actors. <laughs> I love it when cartoons do that. They pretend that the characters are just actual real actors. And that they're not actually the Simpsons. <laughs> it's behind the laughter. All right. Fantasy football team. That's a funny team name. My cousin, my cousin Brett, his wife, Elle, her team name is, it's like referring to the Washington football team. Team name is Fantasy Football Team. Gets the low score despite Patrick Mahomes' stellar State Farm commercial work. Cut to Chris Paul staring forlornly at a sunset-reflected pond. Ponds? This, is, this here is pond country. All right, all right. Kamish gets a seven but can take solace in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being three of the best players in the league. <laughs> three of the best players. Viking man scores low as he skips rocks across a sunset-reflected pond, missing Alvin Kamara on his bye week. Whammy takes a lowly five, but still prides himself on being the only Anchorman-based team name. 
and Angels and Outlaws brings up the rear, but wins most likely to share a name with a Netflix original. There you go. That's my weekly recap. And before we wrap this baby up, let's take a peek at... I'm also being dominated... All right, so, <laughs> so I'm third to last. And once again, I got crushed this week by fancy football team. So I'm going to get another low score. So I'm, I am third to last. I am number eight out of 10 in the standings. So yeah, I, I pretty much, I, I pretty much just don't stand a chance. The first place is out of question for me. Like Preston is tenacious. D is starting to pull away from everybody. But my sister, Pink Panthers, Katie, my sister, is the only person. She's in second place. And she just played Purple People Eaters, who's Matt, cousin Matt, who's been on the podcast. And the commissioner is Brett, who's also been on the podcast. And so Matt just lost to Kate this week. So that was a huge game. Because second place versus the third place team. So that was a decisive game. And then, yeah, and my, my dad is in fourth place. And he got the win this week as well. So he's going to leapfrog over Matt. and But then my sister will pull away from my dad a little bit. And yeah, so pretty much what I'm saying... <laughs> What I'm saying is Preston is looks like he's going to win the league, but the only people that can stop him are my sister or my dad or possibly Matt, possibly Matthew and Purple People Eaters. But let's look at... All right, I'll tell you what is so dominant about, in case you're wondering, how is Preston's team so good? Let me tell you. He has Russell Wilson, who's been absolutely, he's the second best quarterback behind Kyler Murray, behind my sister's quarterback, Kyler. So Russell's been dominant. He has Kareem Hunt, who's been picked it up since Nick Chubb is out. And Nick Chubb is on my sister's team. <laughs> so my, sis, my sister's team is just loaded because she's still doing that good without Nick Chubb. Without, he's like, I mean, she's got Zeke. She has Zeke Elliott. So her team's loaded. But yeah, Preston has Kareem Hunt. He's been good. David Johnson, the Texans running back. First year in Houston. He's been good. Jamal Williams. Oh, wait. Wait, why didn't he? Oh, Aaron Jones. He has, Preston has Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones was out this week. So he played Jamal Williams, and Jamal Williams had a big week. So that's how loaded Preston <laughs> And then Preston also has Raheem Mostert, who just got injured, the Niners running back. So he has, he has guys getting injured, and it's not even slowing him down a bit. It's not even, not even slowing him down. Because he has Julio Jones, and then Tyler Lockett. 
Tyler Lockett has been, he has two separate games where he got three touchdowns in that game, including last night. He had 200 yards and three touchdowns last night. So that that's what's been winning it for Preston is his Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett combination. It's just been dominant. And then Darren Waller, the Vegas tight end, Vegas Raiders, the Raiders. He's de- he's good. And Robbie Gold at kicker and the Browns defense. So that's how dominant Preston's team is. He also has Will Fuller on the bench, the Texans wide receiver. It's also good. So that's how dominant Preston's team is. Now let me tell you about Kate's team, who's also dominant. Kyler Murray, best player in the league this year. Fancy, fancy-wise for sure. But still, Kyler Murray's he's going for MVP. He's trying to go for the MVP for the real life MVP. Because man, Russell, Russell struggled last night. Three interceptions. Russell looked rough. It was more like rough, rough soul. Ruffle, <laughs> Ruffle last night. But yeah, Kyler Murray was definitely the better quarterback last night. And James Conner, great running back for the Steelers. Zeke Elliott, one of the top running backs, obviously. And then she has Nick Chubb, injured reserve, like I said. And Christian Kirk, who's really stepped it up, really taken... A lot of touchdowns from my wide receiver <laughs> for uh, the Cardinals. He's taken away from Hopkins. He's been the better receiver this year. Let's see what what is Christian Kirk. Let's let's see what he's done. He has five touchdowns, two hundred seventy seven yards. Yeah, five touchdowns, pretty solid. All right, yeah, he's been good and definitely better than expected. She has the rookie C.D. Lamb. He's he's been good, but the Cowboys are just so bad now. And wait, let me see. Did is Andy Dalton? I saw that he got a concussion. Is he out? Let's see. Uh, the guy's not John Bostic. Not expected to be suspended for his hit on Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is questionable versus the Eagles. And that, that's your, hopefully that that's a Sunday night game next week. So hopefully they flex that. <laughs> hopefully they do the thing where they, where they flex that game out and uh, change it. Because Eagles, Cowboys, God, the NFC East is the, maybe the worst division in the history of the NFL. It's that I saw an article in the ringer that that was the headline. It was, it was something like, it was like the NFC East is bad, but is it the worst division of all time? (laughs) But maybe it is. It's just like, is the best team in the NFC. Nobody has more than one win, right? It's so bad. But the Cowboys are just terrible. Just terrible. Meh. So, but I mean, 
Andy Dalton is a serviceable quarterback. If he can stay healthy, he's a he's definitely at least average. Maybe even a little above average. He's he's not bad. He's okay. I mean, he's not Dak Prescott, but I I still think the Cowboys will come out of that division. I still think that's my prediction right now. I'm going to say the Cowboys will win the NFC East at 7 and 9. <laughs> they're going to win the division under 500. That's my prediction right there. So, yeah, back to my sister's team. She has so CD Lamb, unfortunate to have a Cowboys receiver. And then she has DK Metcalf. So, too bad she couldn't have gotten some points for Metcalf's sweet chase down tackle that saved the pick six. Like she we should have thrown her a point for that. Yeah, you should get a point for saving a pick six. And then she has Jonu, Jonu Smith, Titans tight end. He's good. And then Will Lutz in the kicker and a Niners defense. And she also has Chris Godwin, who's a Tampa Bay Bucks receiver. He's good too. And also Joe Burrow is her backup QB. And Joe Burrow just put up big numbers this week. Let's see what his season, his rookie season numbers look like. Dang, 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 Joe Burrow. So through seven games, he has 2,023 yards. That's good. For a rookie season, that's pretty good. That's a lot of yards for a rookie. And then nine touchdowns, five interceptions. But three rushing touchdowns in 121 rushing yards. So, yeah, his so his uh, touchdown to interception ratio isn't good. Nine to five isn't that. That's not that good. But still, for a rookie, that's a that's a lot of yards. Over two thousand yards through seven games for a rookie. It's pretty good. Yes, that's not that's Joe Burrow. Looking for his uh, Rookie of the Year award. All right, so before we end, <laughs> man, this is just keeps going. Before we end, let's, so pool picks. So I am, somehow, I'm also in last place in pool picks. It's, I don't know how I'm in last place in pool picks, but <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of random. You, you pick each game, and then you assign uh, confidence, 1 through 16, or however many games there are. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting crushed. And, but if you win a week, each week you win, each week you get the high score for pool picks, you get $5. So, that's the upside. I still have a chance to... I still have... 10 weeks to try to collect. Maybe I can get three of those, two or three of those. I can get 10 or 15 bucks right there. But then on, on the, the lone bright side of my fancy football season, the lone shining spot for whammy, whammy, 
is the survivor pool. I am one of three teams left in the survivor, along with my cousin Becky, Angels and Outlaws, and my mother, Montana Moose. So, and everybody else, all other seven other teams are out. They're all out. Everybody else has lost. So, the teams I've selected, I don't have the teams they beat listed here, but so I have week one, I took the Ravens, week two, Packers, three, Patriots, four, Rams, five, Seahawks. That, that was the Seahawks game. That was the one against... Wait, who was... God, now I can't... I'm, I'm again, not even going to try to remember. <laughs> who was that? <laughs> the Seahawks must have been playing a bad team that week. Week six, the Dolphins. They were playing the Jets. And then week seven, the Bills. This week was the Bills. They were also playing the Jets. Man, now I'm curious... I'm like, who did the Seahawks... I can't remember if the Seahawks game was close or... Who did the Seahawks play back in... Let me pull it up. Here we go. Back in week five. It Oh, the Vikings. Was it... No. Was it the... Yeah, because then they were on bye week last week. Yeah. So week five, it was the Vikings. <laughs> that's, that's right. It was the Sunday night game. That was that was the night that my mom and dad got back from Sedona. That was that was the they the Seahawks won twenty seven to twenty six. Cause remember Russell Wilson led them on the game winning drive with with like no time left. God, that was a thrilling game. Oh my goodness, the Seahawks have had. Three nail biters this year. That game against the Patriots, which was also Sunday night, which when Cam Newton got stuffed on the one yard line, and the game against the Cowboys, which which was in Seattle, which was another Russell Wilson game winning drive at the last minute, and then that game against the Vikings, and then. And then they lost the nail biter last night against in overtime against uh, them them Cardinals. So this has been a really lots of close games for the Seahawks for the Seahawks. And who do we play next week? We play because I like to say we because I consider myself an important part of the organization, an integral part. We host the Niners. That should be a victory. Even even though the Niners crushed the Patriots, like I said earlier, they, they went into New England in front of all those old geezers up there in New England, <laughs> all the old people, Patriots fans. And uh, yeah, the, the Niners laid the smackdown. Garoppolo, Jimmy G, laid the smackdown to his old team in his old stomping grounds. So there you go. There we go. Let's see. Excuse me. I'm going to do my... I might as well just do predictions. Let me do my MVP prediction. I'm going to... Wait, let me pull up. What has... 
exactly are Kyler. I got to see what Kyler's Kyler Murray's numbers are. He's going to be my MVP prediction. He has, oh my goodness. So 1,847 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's a lot. But his rushing numbers, 437 rushing yards. He's he's going to rush. He might rush for 1,000 yards. That's crazy. That would be so crazy for a quarterback. Rush for 1,000 yards. That's like Michael Vick's status. Did Now I got to see, did Mike... God, I got to look at Michael Vick's, Mike Vick. Let's see, let's see if he ever rushed for a thousand yards in a season. I feel like no, I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm guessing no. Let's see, did, where, where's, where's Mike Vick? I'm looking at his, here we go, rushing yards, Michael Vick. Here they are, pulling it up, here it is. So for this, oh, here we go. Oh, he did. 2006, he rushed for 1,039 yards, but only two touchdowns. So the most touchdowns he ever rushed for in a season, 2010, 2010, he rushed for nine touchdowns. And Kyler Murray already has seven. So, oh my gosh. So Kyler Murray looks like he's going to rush for he's going to break some records for for rushing quarterbacks this season. He's going to get looks like he'll definitely get double digit rushing touchdowns and he should break 1000 yards. God, that's that's insane. 437 rushing yards, 7 touchdowns. So, so yeah, he's going to be MVP. So that's my, I mean, especially if Arizona can make the playoffs. I mean, I mean, obviously I have, I think the Seahawks will win the division, but I'll say Arizona, what's their, man, now I got to pull up, what's, I don't even know what is, uh, let's see what the Cardinals record is. What are they? Two losses? Yeah, five and two. Oh, dang. They're good. Five and two. Yeah. I can see the Cardinals. So, yeah, that's my prediction. Is the Cardinals will make the playoffs. They'll get one of the wild cards. And Kyler Murray will be your MVP. And, I mean, the Seahawks will be the Super Bowl champions. (laughs) Just because I like to have those aspirational predictions. Where I'm, I'm just I want it to happen, so I'm just gonna put it out there. Just like I want people to listen, a bunch of people to listen to the podcast, so I'm just gonna put it out there. It just I hope that's something I hope happens. It's just, but I'm I'm not I'm not really in a rush for it anymore. Just because I know, <laughs> just because I know that Adam Curry and Joe Rogan consider consider me a a kid still, <laughs> so. I mean, it's not obviously not like a kid, but I mean, obviously you're an adult, like you have responsibilities and all that. I'm looking <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I'm looking at this guy. He's walking his dog, and he's kind of like he looks like he's yelling at his. It's like this this tiniest little bulldog. 
It's one of those tiny little bulldogs. Kind of looks like a pug. And <laughs> it looked like this guy was just yelling at his tiny little bulldog. But maybe he, I don't know, maybe he was just singing to it. But, um, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> what was I saying? So, yeah, I'm 27, you're not, you're obviously an adult, but I, I still, you're not an adult like a, like a 47-year-old, really. I mean, I don't have that many responsibilities. <laughs> I don't have, like, a, a family to take care of. So that's, that's a bonus, right? You know, it's pretty easy. Like, just having to take care of yourself is it's not it's not i mean it's hard at times but pretty easy compared to (laughs) compared to having to take care of your own kids like that's that's what would really terrify that's when you definitely become an adult is i mean because if you're my age and you have you have kid if you have a family and you're 27 then you're definitely more of an adult than i am right now Cause I mean, I'm like the sauna guy. I'm like the, <laughs> I'm like the, my biggest worries right now are like, are getting into a sauna and then rolling around in some snow. So it's nice. It's kind of nice, but <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if it's how you want to live your whole life, but I think it's not a bad way to go when you're 27. But anyway, what I was saying was, yeah. So, I mean, I feel I feel youthful and I feel like like there's a bright future and like I have tons of just tons of like this is just the very beginning it's just I have so many just so many creative endeavors I'm excited about embarking upon and this is just one of them but I really love podcasting like that's my my main thing is I just I love the podcast. I love to talk on the podcast. I love to have guests on the podcast. And it's it's my favorite hobby. It's it's become my favorite not not doing I mean I love doing the podcast, but but listening to podcasts and being a fan of other people's podcasts is definitely that's just that's my favorite just daily hobby. Like I love just I love my mornings. I love my mornings waking up waking up and listening to the Adam Carolla show at 4:30 in the morning. That's how I that's how I roll. Now, I, that's 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 the that's the life I'm leading these days. But yeah, so I'm very pumped up and yeah, I mean I need to write down some some like podcast goals or something, something like that. But I mean, I, I don't, they, they don't necessarily, cause you can't really control how many people listen at the end of the day. Cause there's only so many times I can say, share the podcast, tell people about the podcast, share it on social media, do all the, all that stuff, spread the word. I can only say that so many times, but at the end of the day, the only thing I can really do is control my own actions, which is just keep producing that content just day in, day out, week in, week out. I'm just going to keep doing it. And 
you just gotta, I think you just gotta be relentless with your, with your production. Just, yeah, and then if you just keep doing it, and then just keep producing a good product, then I think it's, I think it's like a bit of a meritocracy. It'll, it'll pay off. That's just, that's how I view it. A few years from now, I'll, I'll look back and be, be super happy that I did, that I was so emphatic about doing it. And just, yeah, it's kind of fun to do it when you know not that many people are listening because there's just so much freedom. I just, I don't really have to worry about, like, nobody's going to, nobody's going to care about anything. <laughs> like, nobody's going to contact me or be mad at me or, I, I have lots of freedom. So that's, that's one of the, that's one of the good things about not having a big following right away. So you got the freedom you got, yeah, all that stuff. Say, you can just talk about whatever you want. I love podcasts. <laughs> I love it. But uh, let's end it on that. This has been fun. Oh, any more predictions for the NFL? Oh, yeah, who who will the Seahawks beat in the Super Bowl? I'm going to say the Chiefs. I'm going to say the Chiefs will go back. Because who else could it be? I mean, it could be the Ravens. It could be who else is good? The Bills. I I don't really see the Bills going to the Super Bowl. The the Patriots are looking faulty now. You have, yeah. I mean, there's not that. There's just not that many good teams in the AFC. I don't. Oh, the Steelers. Pittsburgh's good. The Steelers are good. The Titans are good. But I I just don't. I don't see. I'm going to say the, no, you know what? I change it. I'm going to say the Steelers. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to have a rematch of the 2006 Super Bowl that broke our hearts, broke the heart of Seattle, bent the Space Needle in half, twisted, and then, and then jammed it, javelined it through our hearts. So... Yeah, that that back when everybody just blamed the refs. That's what everybody in Seattle was just like. We just we, we would have won. We that's a, we think that we would have won if it weren't for the refs. But looking back, I'm I'm sure the Steelers probably would have won, even if it weren't for those couple calls, because they won that game pretty handily. It was twenty-one to ten, I believe, that Super Bowl. So, but yeah, that's that's when Seattle learned to blame the refs for yeah. We were just like, it's all the refs' fault. Don't worry about it, Mike Holmgren and Matt Hasselback and Sean Alexander. It's okay. That was a that was a fun run though. That was I remember watching that game at Stephen Ungrex's house. Frequent podcast guest hasn't been on for a long time, but. We had a we had a good little run of doing podcast episodes with Steven. That was fun. But yeah, we used to always for the Super Bowl party, our family would always go over to the Ungrex house. We'd all watch the Super Bowl. So yeah, that was fun. So and then <laughs> one funny memory. 
I remember the one thing that definitely sticks out. Is <laughs> just kind of embarrassing. Is from it's from that Super Bowl. Is because his his bathroom has one of those slidey doors. So it's like I don't think it even locks. So I I remember just sliding the door open and Steven's the Ungrex's little sister who's my wait no, she's a year older. She's in between me and my sister's age. But she I just remember opening the door and she was going to the bathroom and just being like, "Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so sorry." But I was what twelve years old, super embarrassed. Probably that's that's the problem with those sliding bathroom doors. What kind of bathroom door doesn't lock? You know, <laughs> like that's that's kind of cruel. Like, what do you? It's like what do you expect to happen when you have you have a bathroom door that doesn't lock? And then you're at a party. Some and then you know how some people will close the bathroom they would slide it shut if they just took a big dump they just, if they just pooped up the place they would slide it shut because they don't want i guess i in retrospect i definitely should have knocked that's <laughs> that's <laughs> the power of the knock that that'll that'll do you good but yeah because we have one of those slidey doors at our house in bothell and I used to always walk home from junior high and go take a poop and then watch Around the Horn in PTI back to back starting at two o'clock. So that was my daily schedule. Man, I used to love, God, I just remember the feeling of just throwing my backpack on the ground, walking into a TV room, throw my backpack on the ground like running because like I would for some reason I would always really have to go right when I got home and then grabbing the remote and then shutting that big shutting the door to the tv room and then having that door having that because man it's pretty sweet having a toilet where you can where you can take a dump and then watch tv on the big screen it it don't get much better than that. Like that's almost that's almost peak level of existence right there. Coming home from school and throwing your backpack on the out the window and then watching around the horn in PTI while you while you take a for some, <laughs> and for some reason I was so I was just bad at pooping. <laughs> Like, I, that's one of the things I've gotten so much better, so much more efficient and and more effective is I'm way better at pooping now. And it's because it's cause I, I poop because I go first thing in the morning when I have to, when I feel it coming. Because I just don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's good for your body to not go poop when you have to i don't it's not good to hold it all day till two o'clock till you're around the horn appointment appointment viewing but yeah those shows are still on tv i could listen to those podcasts if i 
around the horns a little tougher to listen to because it's so it's, it's so fast paced and there's so many different people talking but pti is better for the podcast format that's yeah pti is good to listen to but yeah i definitely i haven't listened to it for a long time but i enjoy tony kornheiser the the tony kornheiser show i that's a great podcast I like it. It's a little Washington DC centric. Like, it's like, I don't, I don't care about the Redskins. I'm going to call them the Redskins instead of the Washington football team. I don't care about the skins that much or the nationals or the capitals or the, the wizards. Yeah. But that man, Washington sports is for the most part, those teams just aren't that good. I mean, except the Nationals won the World Series last year. And then the Capitals, the hockey team, is good. Of course, They've won the Stanley Cup because they got Ovechkin. He's like maybe the best player in the NHL. So, yeah, those teams are... But then, yeah, the Nationals had never really won much before last season. And then the Redskins have been rough in the last couple decades. I mean, the Redskins used to be good. They the Redskins won Super Bowls back in. Wait, we gotta now we gotta look this up. The the Redskins. This Google is gonna be confused. It's gonna be like who? The Redskins. I want to see how many, and then we'll end it. And then um yeah the Wizards the Wizards haven't been good they haven't been in the spotlight since michael jordan returned to their team but let's see the redskins super bowl champions 1982 87 and 91 three times super bowl champions god dang see they have some good tradition but they just haven't won i mean they haven't been good since the 90s. So it's been a long time for the Redskins. And let's see if the Wizards, the Wizards, let's see if they ever won anything. And then, here we go. Then we'll finally end it. Remember when uh, Gilbert Arenas, he was, Gilbert Arenas was really good for a couple years. He was Gilbert Arenas was one of the best players in the NBA for a two or three year span there. Let's see. Champion championship when they were the Washington Bullets in 1978. The year before the Sonics won it. So yeah, so <laughs> but that's the so yeah, the Wizards haven't been good for over 40 years, basically. <laughs> so yeah, they've had a rough a rough go at it. Let's all right. Before we, I, I know I, I keep saying we're gonna end it, but before we do, I gotta see. Let's see how good. I can't believe Gilbert Arenas is only thirty eight. He's only thirty eight years old right now. But when did he retire? He hasn't played since twenty twelve. So he retired. He was only. He was only. What? He was only 30 and he was out of the NBA at 30 years old. 
that's that's pretty young for an NBA player to be retired at 30. LeBron was just finals MVP at 35. Come on. Yeah, I wonder why Gilbert Arenas was probably just not a great teammate. <laughs> I think because remember there's the whole now we, we got to look up. So first, yeah, back in uh, 05, 06, he averaged 29 a game. God dang. And then the next season, he averaged 28 a game. So yeah, he was one of the best players in the league for two years there. And But let's see, what was the whole... There's some... Here, Gilbert Arenas... Went to the University of Arizona. He's a Zona Wildcat. Agent Zero is his nickname. Also nicknamed Hibachi. Because I remember hearing he used to scream out Hibachi when he shot a jump shot. He used to scream Hibachi. I believe that's what, if my memory serves correct. Let's see. But Gilbert, what was that controversy he went, oh, here we go, firearms incident. Mm. So Christmas Eve 2009, it was reported that Gilbert had been, had admitted to storing unloaded firearms in his locker at the Verizon Center. What? <laughs> that Just think about that. That's kind of crazy if you think, he was, he had a bunch of guns in his, in the locker room. And that's that's just nuts. <laughs> like what? Um, he had surrendered them to team security. In doing so, Arenas not only violated NBA rules against bringing firearms into an arena. Hey, Gilbert Arenas, arena. He should know. It's his name. He should be more aware of what you can bring into arenas. Being that he's Gilbert Arenas. But he also violated D.C. ordinances as well. On January 1st, 2010, it was also reported that Arenas and teammate Javaris Crittenton, Crittenton, God, that's a hard name to say, Crittenton, had unloaded guns in the Wizards locker room during a Christmas Eve argument regarding gambling debts. The, God, gambling? I was thinking about this the other day. Gambling addiction, addiction to gambling is one of the worst addictions. Like it's underrated how bad, like, I, I just feel, I feel thankful that I'm not addicted to, I just, that I'm not into gambling at all. Really. I'm thankful for that. I think that's just a horrible way to, to throw away all your money is, is gambling. Ugh. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's, I mean, because people don't really consider it a bad addiction. Like people talk about addicted to smoking or alcohol or like substances. But gambling, gambling is dangerous. That will, gambling will ruin your life. Like <laughs> it's, it's a good way to, to throw away your money, that's for sure. Uh, the D.C. Police and U.S. Attorney's Office began investigating 
On January 14th, 2010, Arenas was charged with carrying a pistol without a license, a violation of D.C. gun control laws. Yeah, okay. Um, And he got suspended indefinitely. So yeah, that was... That was uh, that was what I was talking about. And then his career faded upon his return. Yeah, he he was traded the next season. Well, so he switched from number zero to number nine, claiming he was trying to put the entire incident from the previous season behind him. That's interesting. Sort of like a, a Kobe Bryant switch right there. Wait, because remember, I mean, after Kobe's whole, the whole thing in uh, Colorado, I can't, where was that, wherever that was in Colorado, but because when did Kobe switch from, from eight to 24? We got Now we have to see when, when did he switch? God, we're, (laughs) we're getting, we're getting in the weeds here with the, with some basketball talk. I think, because I think Kobe switched maybe, when did he switch numbers? God dang. What, I'll just, I'll just Google Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant number switch. There we go. And later in the season, it was reported that Kobe would change his jersey from 8 to 24 at the start of the 2006-07 season. Bryant's first high school number was 24 before he switched to 33. Ah, that's interesting. He wore Larry Bird's number in high school. Interesting. So, um, yeah, Kobe. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. All right. So, yeah, that's Gilbert Arenas. He got traded to the Magic the, the season following his gun incident and then his career fizzled out right shortly thereafter and let's see i mean now (laughs) now like now we get to the point in the podcast where i'm like i'm so close this is is the point where i'm like i'm so close to two hours what else is there anything else i really want let's see what's going on (laughs) let's just pull up espm here we go. <laughs> this is some... We'll, we'll get some breaking news from ESPN right now. So, Cam Newton is embarrassed. And he admits his job may be in jeopardy. Com- compared to that... What? They're going to put Jared Stidham in? Now Now we got to... We got to... Let's do some research on... who's Who is Jared Stidham? Jared Stidham. Because that's the, he's the Patriots backup QB. 24 years old from Corbin, Kentucky. He played football at Auburn. See, I could not have, so, man, man, Jared Stidham is my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Man, he went to my alumni, Auburn. I love Auburn Tigers. I love Jared Stidham. Man, Jared Stidham is the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. <laughs> That's Jared Stidham. <laughs> I love Jared Stidham. That I was kind of, to be honest, I was, I kind of got that, 
that idea from the Sklar brothers. Because the Sklar brothers, I think I was listening to this on Corolla Classics, which plays old Adam Corolla clips of old episodes. And they did one with the Sklar brothers. I love the Sklar brothers. And they were doing, one of them was doing Charles Barkley and the other was doing Shaq. And Charles Barkley just kept saying like very outlandish statements. So I had to be on it. I had to come clean right there and be honest. Because that's one of the things that Charles Barkley would have said when, I mean, the, the Sklar brothers would have said as Charles Barkley. They would have been like, Jared Stidham, Jared Stidham is better than Joe Montana. Man, man, Jared Stidham is the second coming of Tom Brady. <laughs> Jared Stidham wakes up and shoots lightning bolts out of his hands. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. Jared Stidham. Went to high school in Stephenville, Texas. He was drafted fourth round. The 133rd pick overall in the 2019 draft. He was first team All-SEC 2017. He was the SEC Newcomer of the Year 2017. It's a fun name for an award. Where's Stephenville, Texas? It looks to be... It's the home of Tarleton State University. What a weird name. Why is it named Tarleton State? Ah, very. It was founded in 1899 with an endowment from settler John Tarleton. There you go. Who's John Tarleton? He's best known for endowing John Tarleton Agricultural College, which eventually became Tarleton State University. He's an American settler and rancher. Born in either White Mountain, Vermont, or in New Hampshire, Probably in November 1808, although one source claims 1811. <laughs> I love, I love how, how general this Wikipedia page is. This is the least informed Wikipedia page ever. He maybe, maybe he was born in Vermont, maybe New Hampshire, maybe he was born in England, <laughs> maybe he was born in the 1700s. Mm. He was orphaned when he was seven went to live with his widowed aunt in Vermont. I wonder if he called her his Vermont aunt. This is my Vermont aunt. Or Vermont. Ver Vermont. Vermont Sally. Instead of Aunt Sally, he goes Vermont Sally. But then he spells it V-E-R-M-A-U-N-T. Vermont. Mm-hmm. I love how we're just reading on the history of Tarleton State University. <laughs> we're just, we've gone, we've covered all the bases in this podcast episode. We have Tarleton State University. There's a lot of people, 13,000 students. It's Division I Western Athletic Conference. Wait, it's in the WAC? What? So it's in the conference that... That used to have Boise State. Remember Boise State used to play in the WAC? What? Wait, is it? I'm 
the other teams in the WAC are California Baptist, which is in Riverside, Chicago State in Chicago, Dixie State, St. George, Utah, Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. I thought Grand Canyon was a I thought that was a online. Remember? I thought I thought Grand Canyon was like a DeVry kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a Southern New Hampshire. Remember Remember we did the Southern New Hampshire episode? Grand Canyon. Apparently 25,000 people go on campus there. What? There's a, a campus with 25,000 people who go to Grand Canyon University <laughs> in Phoenix. I had no idea. And then an additional 90,000 go online. So a total of 115,000 students. That's a lot of students. New Mexico State University in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Seattle U in Seattle. I've been to Seattle U. I've been to, we went to CLU basketball game, but they would play at Key Arena, the, the good old Key, the Key, and I remember seeing, we saw Slick Watts, me and my dad saw Slick Watts, he was at the bottom of a giant, like it was a valley of stairs, like there was there's giant stairs going down, and then on the other side, the stairs went up. In Slick Watts, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was just walking around or something. I can't remember if it was at, at a Sonics game or a Seattle U game. or It was some basketball game at Key Arena. And I, I'm pretty sure Slick Watts, I'm pretty sure he was wearing a headband in like a suit <laughs> he was wearing like a like a business he was wearing he was like dressed up nicely and he was also wearing a headband <laughs> like that's at least that's how i remember it and then of course speaking of seeing celebrities at key arena of course i saw kurt warner when we were at ncaa first round turn of the tournament at Key Arena. Northern Iowa was playing there. Kurt Warner's alum. And yeah, I got I got a picture with Kurt Warner. I wonder where man, where where would that be? Where would that picture? I'm sure I could dig that. I think it's on my Instagram actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'll have to search the Instagram. I'll have to search the gram for Kurt Warner. Where's my Kurt Warner pick? I'm sure I've used it as my, as one of the images for one of these episodes. So, yeah, that was, that, that's kind of annoying if you think about it though. Like I was just, like how many other people also walked up to Kurt Warner and shoved, like, cause I remember I was just like, Hey, I just shook his hand and then real quick, like a, one single motion, like, can we get a picture? But then we were already facing my dad who was already holding his camera. He was already, I mean, he was holding his iPhone and already, already ready to take a picture. So 
Like that's how that's how adept adept Kurt Warner is at being a celebrity. Like he was it was just a single in the handshake motion and then it was like it was like I was at the NFL draft. It's like I had just gotten drafted and then he was Roger Goodell. So then I was I, I just walked up to him and like I was shook his hand and then you know how they do the thing where they just as they're shaking hands, then they turn to the camera and smile. That's exactly what me and Kurt Warner did. It was like we had practiced. It was like it was it was planned. But we did it, okay? Let me just I'll, I'll let me wrap up the whack. Oh, Tarleton Tarleton State just joined in 2020 along with Dixie State is also a new member in 2020. That's interesting. They just joined. So a lot of the whack is brand new. Like a lot of these a lot of these teams just joined the whack. The oldest standing member of the whack is New Mexico State University. And they've only been there since 2005. So the WAC is a, is a new, ever-changing conference. And the last two teams are University of Texas, Rio Grande, Rio Grande Valley, and Utah Valley. Utah Valley University. There you go. U Texas, Rio Grande Valley. That's a long name. God, that's a long name to say. University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley is in Edinburgh, Texas, which is it's definitely in the Rio Grande Valley. Oh, so that's way southern. Wow, that's way down there. It's, it's right by the border. It's down there. What is... I'm, I'm looking at the history. Additionally... Here, mm, here we go. When Dennis Chapin was involved in the shooting death of Oscar J. Roundtree at the Dan Breen Saloon in San Antonio, the community changed its name to Edinburgh to honor John Young, a prominent businessman who was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. The town was officially named in 1911 and incorporated in 1919. Interesting. There you go. You just learned something new. So now you can tell your friends that you guys know Edinburgh, Texas in the Rio Grande Valley. It's actually named after Edinburgh, Scotland. That's interesting. But wait, so I know what does what <laughs> what does Dennis Chapin being involved in the shooting death of Oscar J. Roundtree what does that have to do with John Young? See, I don't, I don't get, <laughs> I don't, I feel like that was a, a red herring at the beginning of that sentence. I don't get what Dennis Chapin and Oscar J. Roundtree have to do with John Young, the prominent businessman who was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. But maybe, maybe John Young was the owner of Dan Breen's saloon where that shooting happened that could be all right we have gone way too far into the weeds on this podcast episode and this has been a doozy this has been a great uh, an old school marathon i love the long 
I gotta go pee. <laughs> I'm gonna go right after right after I finish this right now. Hold your horse's bladder. Yeah, man. This has been awesome. This is I love doing the long podcast episodes. I think I think the podcasts, they're always better. Whenever you get over the 90 minute marker, whenever you get past an hour and a half, that's when it starts to get real good. That's when that's when it starts to get loosey goosey. And just yeah, it's just fun. I, I I just like long episodes. It's just good stuff. So, but I also enjoy. I like doing short episodes too. But yeah, the the long ones are are fun because it's more of like a roller coaster ride, more of a commitment for everybody. It's just it's just fun like that. So, yeah, man, share the share the podcast. Tell people about it. Share it on social media. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you. I I just I like the fact that you're still listening right now, that you're with me all the way. You're you're with me till the end, which is gonna be in two seconds. Cause yeah, that's it's it's sunny outside. It's sunny and snowy. It's super bright. The sun is reflecting on the snow. I have to go for a walk. I have to go for a walk in a couple hours. Right, I'll go for a walk right before Monday night football and then I'll be planning I'll get home and the game will have started. The Bears, the Bears in in LA playing in down there in Inglewood at the the fancy new stadium. So yeah, man, I'll root, I mean I guess I want the Rams to win tonight. I mean, I obviously am not a fan of... I guess I kind of like the Chargers now. Because I can't root for the Rams at all. Because they're in the Seahawks division. Obviously, I love the Seahawks the most. But if I want to have an LA connection, I kind of like the Chargers. Like, I like, like Justin Herbert, frisky rookie quarterback. And, um... As for the NBA, I can't really bring myself. I don't. I just don't really like the Lakers. Even though the Lakers just won it all, like I would always find myself rooting more for the Clippers, just because I like the underdog. Uh, you, I like the yeah the under the smaller market underdog. Yeah, you just can't. It's just not fun rooting for the Lakers. Like that's like rooting for the Yankees. Or, or the Red Sox before 2004. I mean, after 2004. Like, it was... Man, I remember being a Red Sox fan when I was 10 years old. In, in 11. Because I was... I, I loved the Red Sox in 2004. Throughout that whole season, I loved that team. And, uh, yeah, but then... God, because I, I remember just... I remember in the middle of summer, they got swept by the Yankees. Five in a five-game series, they got swept five games by the Yankees, and out and everybody was like, "Oh man, it's gonna be the same old, same old." Like everybody thought that the Yankees would defeat the Red Sox again, but then, oh god, that the spectacular. Coming back from three games from three zero against the Yankees, 
You guys, you should definitely watch that 30 for 30. I can't remember what it's called, but the Red Sox-Yankees 30 for 30. Remember that being a good one? But yeah, I mean, I love, so I'm just saying I like the Reds. My, my main point, I'm like a hipster. My main point is that I like the Red Sox before they were cool. Before, like nobody really liked them back in like 03, 04. It, it wasn't cool to like the Red Sox back then. But then, right after they won the World Series in 04, then they just became like the Yankees. They they transformed into the Yankees. And then, yeah, so that's, so that's what happened there. But, but I forgot, what was I even, I, I don't even know what I was even saying anymore. So, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And thanks for listening. Keep listening. Keep going back and listening to old episodes. I def I recommend that one from April 2019 with me and Sean Roper. An epic two part, seven hours. If you like, if you enjoy just meandering, just nonsensical conversation between two friends, then that two part episode is definitely the one for you because seven hours seven hours for one podcast episode just in one day imagine just doing talking to your friend for seven hours on a podcast (laughs) and that's exactly what that's what me and sean did that one day i remember we started we were watching the milwaukee bucks i think they were playing the pistons it was the first round of the playoffs because it was what it was April 20 because Sean's birthday is April 21st and my birthday is the 24th. So it was and and then Sean's birthday was on Easter that year and it was the day after Easter. I, I remember this very clearly because, yeah, Sean's birthday was on Easter and then our podcast was on Monday. It was on the 22nd and we watched the NBA throughout, but we started at, it must have been 4.30, and then we didn't finish podcasting till almost midnight. But I mean, we we did take a, we took like 10 minutes off in between. So like we did three hours and 10 minutes, and then we took a little 15 minute break. And then, and then I remember we were like, let's just do a little after show. Like we're like, let's just do like a little like 10 or 15 minute after show. And then, and then we ended up going another three hours and 40 minutes. So that's how that, it was just so much fun. Like that's, that's, that's what I want my career to be. Like, I just want to just have fun talking to friends and interesting people on podcasts just for hours like that that is just like these professional podcast comedian people like that's why I just that's why I started doing that's why I started doing a podcast that's why I moved to LA and that's why I started doing stand-up comedy it's because it's because I want what they have like I want I want to make money I want that to be my job just I want my job to just be having fun running my mouth on a pod on my podcast just running my mouth 
talking crap, shooting the breeze, you know, just doing just it's just, that's just fun to me. Like it's not it's not 7 hours of work. That's 7 hours of fun. Of and then it's like we could have done so many more cuz I hung out with Sean all the time back then. We would always like we could have done that all the time. Cuz that's what we would have been doing anyway. We would have just been talking to each other anyway. But then and and then just watching the NBA and just talking. But then I'm I'm happy that that, that day that I had I I just came up with the idea to ask him to if you wanted to do the podcast that day and then yeah and then because then we'll we'll always because then you always have that memory <laughs> it sounds so corny but it's true because that's that's the cool thing about podcasts is it captures it captures the day it captures the hour it and then it just freezes it in time so you can go back and listen years in the future but I, I love, I just love the art of, it's just an art. It's an art of podcasting and I respect it and I love it and I want to do it for a living along with stand up. I want to do stand up comedy. I, I love stand up and yeah, I just can't wait to go back and do it again. And I love background acting. Background acting is so much fun. So, so I, I just love all these things. So I'm just a, I'm very optimistic, right? I'm, I'm feeling very bright and optimistic right now. So I think that's a good thing to leave it on. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with your fancy football and, um, cheers. I like when people say cheers instead of saying goodbye, just cheers. Not the TV show. Frazier. <laughs> I'm Frazier.